0: Don't look back, because the market is closed. Good Friday afternoon, everybody. Kip Herridge here with your daily VRA Investing Podcast. we tell you in just a couple of minutes what happened in the markets today. More importantly, we tell you what's going to happen going forward using the VRA Investing Systems. Our guide has been joining us here, and thank you for that, by the way. You know, we've kind of been telling you what was going to happen, right? That's not to sound cocky or arrogant, but we've done this for a long time. Been saying this is the best setup that I've seen in my career outside. Well, actually, the best setup period. The second best was March 09, which we called that uh, that uh, that bear market bottom uh, within five minutes when the mark-to-market accounting uh, uh, rec- uh, requirements were removed from banks. That that marked the bottom, and uh, that was the second best setup. This is the best setup that we've seen for stocks in my 34-year career. VR invested in system since that. 10 out of 12 screens bullish. That is back of the truck category uh, on uh, any weakness, any pullbacks. And uh, uh, let's get right to it. We've got a lot to talk about. By the way, stick around because a lot's happening. This could be one of the stories that you'll want to get to know because it could be something that's maybe for the record books happening. Not, It's about Tesla, about Elon Musk. And I'm going to tell you at the very end of this podcast, that's a little teaser. Uh, the stock was up another 9% today. And uh, we see a short squeeze of epic proportion possibly developing here, which could really send this stock into the stratosphere. I'll walk you through that in just a moment. How that works? How it might work? But first, let's tell you about the markets. New all-time high intraday with the S and P 500 today. Uh, didn't quite close there, but so what? It hit an intraday. It, it's, look. This breakout is on, folks. Uh, we did see an all-time high today in the uh, in the Nasdaq 100. It closed at an all-time high. As did. The semiconductors, the SOX index, just double-checking my math here. Uh, yeah, that's right. Closed at a new high today, as did SMH, which was, the, of course, the semiconductor ETF. As you joining us here again, tech leads. But what leads tech is semiconductors. So this is really one of the market tells for us and why we, we began telling you that this breakout was going to take place. We knew it was going to happen one or the other. And uh, we got all the signs that uh, this is to the upside. It's now on. Let's get to the uh, market action today, and then we'll tell you about this Tesla story and a couple other things we'll see happening that are very interesting. Dow Jones up 152 today, closing at uh, 26,958. Also up about a half percent today was uh, S&P 500 and uh, Russell 2000. And our leader on the day, just what you want to see, NASDAQ up 57 points or seven tenths of 1% at 8,243. And, um, you know, look, again, 20-month consolidation. That's what's been happening here. Market's really gone nowhere for 20 months. Dow Jones is really essentially where it was 20 months ago. And uh, all this backing and filling, all this energy and momentum building, and that's what this period has been. That's what a consolidation pattern looks like. This is the very definition of that, folks, now leading to the breakout that we think is going to take us to Dow Jones Thirty thousand by year end. We've been a broken record on this for a long time. For those that are new here, when Trump got elected, we said we said the Dow Jones would hit twenty five thousand within two years. That happened. Uh, our targets have remained for some time. Dow Jones thirty thousand by the end of this year. That's not that far from here now. And uh, Dow Jones fifty thousand plus by the end of Trump's second term. We think we're probably going to be low on that. Maybe by quite a bit. This market is uh, is shaping up to be. One hell of a bull market ride here, and I'll tell you why. Uh, why that is? Uh, I want to make sure I don't miss anything. I'm trying to go in order here. Oh, I want to explain to you because I, you know, we, we not everybody loves Trump, and I get that, right? He's easy not to love, but I do love him. We have a lot of people that love him because of what he's doing for the country. Um, and i we've talked and written for many many months now about the Trump. Economic miracle. We kind of branded that phrase here. And I want to make sure you understand what it is. It's not just an emotion, okay? It's actual specifics about what's happening here. And frankly, it's what most of us today listening to this would do if we were president. Simple points, folks reduce taxes, get rid of economy killing regulations, have a pro business administration, prove to the people that the American dream is alive and well. Do those four things and then get the hell out of the way. That's it. That's what Reagan did, right? That's what Trump is doing on steroids. And the story is just not, hasn't resonated with people because there's so much Trump derangement syndrome out there. And certainly we hear it on mainstream media all the time. If you listen to CNN, CNBC, you are convinced that Trump is going to get impeached and will be removed from office. So, you know what? uh I guess that could happen. Uh, the odds of that, as we see it, are about one percent so ninety nine percent as I see it been around a long time folks been in politics a long time, started working on political campaigns when I was in high school. I know the game and i 'm telling you that if you 're watching CNN, MSNBC, NBC or now even fox they 've all become clown shows, truly. But the truth is somewhere different. right The truth is what the smart money's looking at, which is why the market's going higher and not lower. So the Trump economic miracle is behind this. This is only the beginning. This 20-month consolidation period is now going to lead to a massive breakout and a melt-up in the markets. It could go faster than just about anybody today expects, maybe even including me. Doubtful, but we'll see. But again, we are uh, extremely bullish. Keep buying pullbacks uh, because you won't get any opportunity to do so. Um, What's behind this also is the structure of the markets, what's happening in the internals of in the markets? Really, it's just I. Again, in my career, never, no one alive today has ever seen what's happening today. Here we have a market at all-time highs, with bearish sentiment among investors almost equally at all-time highs. It is stunning. Uh, we know that we, from the sentiment reports, we get AAII and uh, all the all the sentiment readings out there. They're not at lows like they were last December. I'm not talking about that, but I'm saying, you know, we. Uh, bulls are barely outnumbering bears now. That's insane because again, the market's at all-time highs. People should be salivating to be in this market, but they're not yet. As a contrarian, that tells you one thing very, very clearly: you must be very long this market because the markets do the exact opposite of what the majority thinks they should do. That's the way the stock market works. It always has. Uh, I don't think a lot of people really understand this, but I encourage you to spend some time thinking about the the, the the reasons for this. Everybody's out of the market. If they've already sold, they can't sell again. right? So even on bad news, stocks go higher. Now, what if we get good news? That's where the magic happens. With good news and people out of the market, the shorts have to cover, number one. They cover the shorts and they go long. And people that are out of the market that are in cash, for example, or in bonds – they have to sell those positions, get out of those positions, and then move back into stocks. So you get this fuel-based move higher from liquidity returning to stocks. Because contrary is a contrary, and these folks are so bearish, you know, it's a process of becoming bullish. That's what we're seeing play out right now. And the other thing, and this is from an inst- institutional, aka smart money, they're not really, but the big money, we'll call it. They are very bearish. Fund flows are uh, over a hundred billion. Uh, dollars negative fund flows from equities this year. Serious U.S. and global money have sold over $100 billion uh, out of equities and moved into bonds, into cash. A lot of that at negative rates. Go figure, right? But that's, again, they're on the wrong side. If they are on the wrong side, they got to come back. So you can see what we're talking about here. There's a lot of money, a lot of pent-up demand that's going to come in as we see it, as we've seen it for some time. We've been a broken record on this, and we've been right. Uh, it, maybe if it sounds like I'm spiking the football a little bit today, because I am. Uh, not not to be an asshole about it, but you know the folks that have been bearish have been so smug and so intelligent sounding, right? The the, the permanent bears always do, and they they just basically called us idiots for being bullish on equities, you know. And that's kept a lot of people out of the market. So I would remind you, you know, if you con- if you communicate with these folks, maybe on Twitter or Facebook, or maybe you know them personally. Just reach out to them this weekend. Give them a little bit of shout-out. See how they're doing because they're on the wrong side of this market. They've been on the wrong side. And, folks, I, I just encourage you. We're having a lot of fun here and making a ton of money. Come and join us. Uh, VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com. Love to have you here with us. Um, internals. Let's get to these, and we'll get to the Tesla story. Uh, internals today were, uh, were good. Not great, but good. Uh, solid, uh, solid, obviously, decline numbers. Not quite two to one, but in that ballpark. Uh, new highs, new lows, solidly positive. 52-week highs, lows, solidly positive. It is declined. There you go. That was two to one positive today. So that, that was very good. Again, markets are overbought right now. They just are. Uh, it doesn't mean a melt-up can't happen from here, but we wouldn't be surprised to see a little bit of a, a little bit of a lag going in the Fed meeting uh, uh, coming up next week and the, the rate cut or not. Jerome Powell has not been great. At his presentations, Tyler 's covered this off, and I think Tyler came up with a number of something like ninety two percent or something of his presenta- of his uh, of his uh, 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 talk after the actual rate decision, the markets had been rocked, so again, I think there could be some a little topsy turvy next week, but uh, after that, seasonally bullish, we had this great analytical piece that I believe was done by Tom Lee and shared by one of our members here with me that when in, in, uh, going back to World War II, when you've had a 20-month consolidation period or so, like we've just had, that uh, the next move higher, and this happened on three occasions, the next move higher has been a spike of pretty dramatic proportion, uh, with an average gain over the next two years of 51%. Three instances all resulted in big moves higher with an average gain of 51% over the next two years. Again, three times, you know, that's not a, a statistical uh, uh, a point that we can probably depend on, but it matches. It's just another analytical point. It's just another reason to be bullish that we see. That's why we're telling you about here today. Uh, Sector watch today. Seven of the 11 sectors were we'll higher today, uh, led by technology. Again, what you want to see, up 1.2%. Materials up 1%, energy up uh, 8 tenths of 1%. Oil's been acting much better. Oil closed today at 56.70, up 47 cents. An old client of mine on Wall Street, uh, I won't name his name, but he was the head of US Aramco. Of course, Saudi Aramco is uh, the uh, huge kingdom owned uh, oil and gas company that is uh, trying to go public. My client was head of US uh, Saudi Aramco. And uh, he told me about a year ago. When they first talked about going public, which is what they are probably going to do in the next month or two or three, that they would not go public until oil was in the seventy-dollar range, and now oil's moving up. Don't be surprised if something goofy happens in the Middle East or somewhere else with oil to spike it, because they, uh, it, uh, it, we're talking about a difference of up to a trillion dollars uh, for the valuation of this company if oil could move from here to seventy. So, uh, money. Uh, bullshit walks and money talks—is that how it goes? Um, gold today up three dollars an ounce. Had been a little bit higher in the day, but still trading well. Uh, uh, closing at fifteen oh seven an ounce. Silver up a big one point. I'm not gonna read my. It's like a one point five percent maybe hit eighteen oh five. I think that was up twenty five cents an ounce. Bitcoin. I won't get into it much today, but you know we've been talking about it a lot here. Bitcoin up a big, eleven hundred and fifty-nine dollars. to Bitcoin right now trading at eight thousand six hundred and twenty-eight. It's been our best risk-on, risk-off signal indicator for equities now for uh, for three years, and uh, it's a lagging a little bit to this move. But it's interesting to see it get back in the race again. Now back well over its two hundred-day moving average. Uh, we are long-term believers in Bitcoin. Having first bought it at. I think our first purchase was at $600 of Bitcoin. Uh, the Tesla story. Let's cover this, and uh, uh, we'll let you go for the weekend here. So Tesla, if you've been following the news at all, is up $78 a share over the last, uh, what, since earnings, just a few days ago, right? So it's just a huge spike up, up another $28 today, closing at $327 I uh, believe that's where it closed in, in that range, $327 a share. And I don't think a lot of people know the story. Uh, if you're in the business, of course you do. If you're following financials close, you probably do. But there are, so here's the way it works. Uh, there's a huge short position in this company. There are 37 million shares that have been sold short. These are people that believe this company is going to fail and they're going to fail big time. And uh, so there's 37 million of the total 179 million shares outstanding sold short. Now, to sell a stock short, you must do it on margin. It means you have to borrow the shares from somebody that owns the shares. Uh, this is where it gets interesting. Right now, as of today, and this is the way it's been for some time, insiders, Elon Musk, owns 25% of all outstanding shares. Institutions own another 63% of all outstanding shares. That means $157 million Of the 179 million shares outstanding are owned by either insiders, Elon Musk, or institutions. Okay, big. What is it? 88% of all outstanding shares are controlled by institutions and Musk. When you add the 37 million shares up to that uh, outstanding position of 179, you get a big number, right? Bigger than the outstanding shares. You get 194. So that doesn't work. Someone's going to win. Someone's going to lose. This is the perfect setup. For a short squeeze. If the, if the shares keep going higher, which it looks like they want to do, the shorts will be forced to continue to cover. That's buying pressure. When they cover their short, they must come in and buy the stock back because they've sold it to begin with. Now they're having to buy it on top of other people buying it because they know the short squeeze is coming. This is how ridiculous moves take place to the upside. And I'll just tell you that I, this is not a prediction. But if this is a short squeeze, and if the institutions and insiders don't sell, and if other uh, uh, other groups of size come in and start aggressively buying the stock, and if the, if the shorts are forced to contu- continue to uh, to cover their position, like I said, the stock closed today at three twenty seven. I think five hundred dollars a share is easy target. Seven fifty, a thousand. That sounds crazy. But short squeezes, and that would be a very short burst probably, but that's when craziness happens. So, so we'll put it out there. Again, not a prediction. We are, I am long in the stock since 42, uh, but uh, we'll see what happens. It's a fun story to watch. And, uh, look, I've always been a big Musk fan uh, just because, uh, you know, the guy is Elon Musk. There are very few people uh, as smart as this guy on the planet. And it's just coming across the tape right now, by the way, that the Tesla stock rally has already cost short sellers $1.4 billion. And they're, by the way, they're a very obnoxious group of people. Uh, So, um, you know, karma, right? Uh, We'll see what happens. It'll be a fun story to watch. That's it for now, folks. Uh, Again, join us at VRInsider.com. My name is Kip Herridge. Hope you have a great weekend. We are traveling next week, going to visit one of our companies in an event that they're uh, presenting at. Not sure we even have a podcast for you Monday. But we should, or Tuesday. I don't know. We'll 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 uh, we'll get something out. But uh, if you don't hear from us Monday or Tuesday, you will know why. Have a great weekend, folks.